Hi, thanks for tuning in to Holy Spirit Feed. I'm Jen Johnson. I'm excited to share what God has been showing me. I'm praying that your spiritual ears and eyes will be open to hear and see what Holy Spirit has for you. I'm recording this in August of 2020. I feel like with what the world has just gone through and really is still going through, we had basically been forced into our homes, isolated from family, friends. We're out now, but I'm hearing more and more plans about what will happen in the fall with schools only going a couple days a week and fall programs not happening or being restricted. Things have definitely been crazy. There have been a couple of times where I thought, I wish I could just live on another planet for a little while. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of Paul in Corinthians when he was like, I was caught up in the third heaven. Now, we do still have access to that today. That's another subject. But honestly, we have all at some point wanted to check out, go AWOL, just ghost from everything that is going on. There's still some uncertainty, and the temptation might be to hang back and just be a recluse. I hate that word, recluse. I hate it because of recluse spiders. And come on, I'm not the only one that hates spiders. Some of you listening are like, amen. It says in Luke 10, 19, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and spiders and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Okay, so that's not exactly what the scripture says. <laughs> I actually added the word spiders, but it should be there, right? Come on. <laughs> Anyway, so the definition of recluse is a person who lives a solitary life and tends to avoid other people. We have to resist that. I've titled this podcast, Stay on the Grid, because some of us have fallen off the grid, so to speak. I love off the grid when it comes to having natural power sources, but not so much when it's referring to being away from people. We need to get back on the grid and stay connected with others and not just virtually. For some of us, we're like, oh yeah, I go to online church and I have my groceries shipped. Amazon's at my house every day. I go to pick up my pizza curbside and they just put it in my trunk for me. It's awesome. You know, yeah, those things are good, but we need to make sure that we don't swing too far in that direction and wind up taking ourselves off the grid and out of the game. If God's taking you out for a time of rest and receiving from him, that's one thing. But we are in a battle. We win the war. So we have peace in that. But we still have to run the race. When you pray for people, I've heard it said it's good to have a point of contact. There is something important about touching someone, having that point of contact. It matters. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4.14, Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Acts 8 is speaking about new believers who had not yet received the baptism in Holy Spirit. It says, Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received Holy Spirit. And then in Luke 4.40, it says, At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Side note, that doesn't say they brought only those that didn't have a contagious sickness. You can't lay your hands on someone over the internet. I'm not saying you can't pray for people. You absolutely can. Paul sent a handkerchief to heal someone, but there's something important about being with someone in person. Don't become an online Christian. Online is a great tool, but it's just that. It's a tool. It's not a substitute for connecting in person. So whenever possible, we need to still make the effort to see people. Hebrews 10 25 says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do 
but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. The body of Christ is one. We have to remain connected, especially during this time. There's a commercial on right now that says, we know you're avoiding people and pants right now, but don't avoid taking care of your eyes. Really, should there ever be a time where we avoid people? I mean, yeah, I guess maybe some people, (laughs) but not all people. Something about that just rubs me the wrong way. It reminds me of when in Bible times, the lepers, they were considered unclean. So if anyone else got within a certain distance of a leper, they had to yell, unclean, unclean, so that the healthy person wouldn't come near them. You know, that is a recipe for disaster, making someone declare over themselves that they are unclean. Talk about inviting the demonic in to set up camp in your soul. These people were already deathly ill, and then they had to say that over themselves. That's terribly sad. But the thing is, Jesus went towards the lepers. He didn't get leprosy. He healed it. We are as Jesus is even in this world. That is plain and simple. I don't even have to explain that. But I think we should do an activation to ask Jesus what that even looks like. So go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to ask a question and we're going to wait for the Lord to show us something, either in a thought or a picture or just sense something from him. So Jesus, what does that mean for me to be as you are right now in this time? Jesus, what does that mean for me to be as you are right now in this time? I actually wish we were together in person so that I could hear what Jesus told you. Undoubtedly, it was good. See, that's another reason why it's better to be connecting with people in person. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Of course, we need to use wisdom. Obviously, don't put yourself in harm's way. Listen to the Lord on how to be smart. And yes, wash your hands. Don't get in someone's face. I never did that with a stranger anyway before this. And I'm a hand washer. That's just who I am. I love washing my hands and I love having clean feet. Jesus was into that too. After all, he is the best foot washer there ever was, right? But yeah, be smart. I was talking to a friend recently and he was joking about instead of using his hands to open doors and touch things in public, he decided to start using his mouth. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, yeah, that makes total sense. At some point over the last few months, I had a dream about Jesus getting corona. I woke up and I thought, that's ludicrous. If he were here, like he was in Bible times, he would not get it. He would be healing people from it. Now, if you wound up getting it or you know someone who has, there's no condemnation. Sometimes stuff happens in this world. Viruses are a part of being on the earth. But we can't allow sickness and disease to control us when Christ paid the price for us to be free. Free to leave our homes, free to breathe, free to connect with people. It says in Matthew, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Notice that doesn't say he stayed in his house with a mask on. Now, if you like masks, please don't take offense at that comment. I mean, it's true. But you do you. Everyone has to and should be able to make that mask decision for themselves. This used to be the home of the brave and the land of the free free to make decisions about things like mask wearing. Whether we wear masks or not, 
We can't let this get us down about the things that we can't do in the fall or be afraid of not being able to spend the holidays together. Get creative. Ask God for ways to excel in this time. Now things are different, so there will be new opportunities that weren't there before. Look for the good in this. This attack of the enemy isn't going to take us out. More and more schools and programs, seminars, people are ordering everything online, even cars. That's crazy, but more and more things are going online. And that's isolating us from others. We need to be careful that in the name of safety, we don't cause a bigger problem. Some churches are still not meeting, even though we totally can, where I am at least, without pushback from the government. There are so many ways to reduce risk with the distancing and hand sanitizer and things like that. But I know that there are still many people who are using online service as a crutch. If you have to do online for some reason, go for it. But if the Lord is nudging you back into a real gathering versus virtual, then listen to him. I recognize that some states have gone on stay home, church online only, gotten free, then went back in. We need to stand firm and stay on the grid. Continue listening to God and his word. Jesus is supposed to be our first love. But as soon as someone comes along and says, oh, you can't do that right now because COVID is happening. Then we abandon our first love like he's day old bread. Jesus is not day old bread. He's the bread of life. And we need to continue living. We can't retreat. We are still advancing the kingdom. That's what we do. We are Christ's disciples. We need to go and make disciples. Jesus is saying, full send. The enemy's distractions are just that, distractions. He's trying to destroy and dissect relationships, and it has to stop now. I don't know exactly how, but we are going to find some way to take advantage of my daughter not being in school every day like we would prefer. When the enemy attacks, he's trying to steal something. If you feel like he's close, start looking for the table. In Psalm 23, 5, it says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. We are looking for the blessings during this time. We are going to sit at the table with Jesus and enjoy what he has prepared for us and make the devil watch as we succeed, as we conquer this virus, as we have victory and God restores the things that are lost or replaces them with better. I said at the beginning of Corona, we're not going to try to get back to normal. We are going to get back to better. We need to stop looking at our problems and start looking inside our cup. You know why? Because it's overflowing with something from Jesus. So it has to be good. When people are isolated, we tend to get lonely. Immunity goes down. We were created for community. Stay in the game. Don't fall off the grid. Satan's MO is to kill, steal, and destroy. He's after our relationships, trying to separate, destruct, and divide us. In Acts 2 verse 47, it says, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. God's into addition and multiplication. The enemy is into subtraction and division. He loves to divide to separate the brethren. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. This is not a time to retreat. This is a time to advance. Matthew eleven twelve in the New Living Translation, it says, And from the time John the Baptist began preaching until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and violent people are attacking it. ESV version says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. And another version ends with, And the violent lay claim to it. 
I've been having some discussion with a friend who has been digging into the idea of this verse and the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of heaven. And she's asking God for revelation. I love it. It means she's going after more with God, not just accepting what you get on first glance, but really digging in. Anyway, whatever the Lord reveals to you about this verse, it's clear. This is not a matter of staying at home and being safe. I know that flies in the face of our culture, but God's culture is to use his wisdom and fight the good fight. Don't sit on the couch and do nothing. Yes, Proverbs 19.2 says, Enthusiasm without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. But Romans 12.1 says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. When the Israelites were supposed to go in and take the promised land, they had sent out a team to check it out first. Most of the group came back and said, It's great, but there are giants there, and we cannot take the land. Translation, let's stay home, stay safe, and do nothing. But not Caleb and Joshua. They said this in Numbers 13.30. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. And some versions say, We are more than able to conquer it. So be a Caleb, be a Joshua, have the guts, have the nerve to take the land that God has prepared for you. Don't shrink back, move forward. Ask God, what territory is yours and step into it. Get back on the grid of life and go after it.